from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Well, if he's at the restaurant, he better bring back some venison. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindles, apparently in the restaurant. And then uh, <laughs> Bill George is down there on the end. Here, I don't have to turn his mic. Okay. There we go. And Diego. So we're all here in the studio. And, of course, I, you know, I got this recipe that I wanted to show Jonathan because apparently he was threatening to make the uh, – that elk bake omelet cheese thing or whatever that he usually makes every year for the uh, Panfish Challenge. And uh, he was talking about it last week that he was uh, thinking about making that. Well, I found this one here that I want to, since he's good at that, I wanted him to give this one a shot and see what he would do. But anyway, since we're on the subject, don't forget, Panfish Challenge is coming up on June... uh, what is it? June twenty. Father's Day weekend. Fa- Saturday, Father's Day weekend. That doesn't narrow it down. Hang Listen, on a second. Everybody else is going to remember Father's Day weekend. Well, I do remember Father's Day weekend, but uh, I wanted to be specific so that people know when it is. It's going to be in June on the twentieth. Uh, June twentieth, uh, up at Panta Vista Lodge, Lake Panasofki. Again, it's twenty five dollars per boat. Uh, I think it's 35 bucks the day of, so pre-registration is a good thing. And when I say per boat, I don't mean per person. I mean per boat. So if you have a 29-foot pontoon yacht and you can put 15 or 20 people on there safely and the Coast Guard says, yeah, then put them on there. It sure would better your chances of winning the fabulous prizes, don't you think? Uh, no, kayaks? I think it decreased your odds. Yeah, because somebody's going to want to end up going so, swimming. Anyway. Yeah, somebody will be swimming. Somebody will be doing this. Sure, going down the slide, turn up TV. That many people, somebody's going to be bickering. Somebody. <laughs> Someone's going to be tired. But I will say, that is how the Panfish Challenge got started. Uh, I was bickering. bickering. Yes, it was uh, a bicker fest between Glenn and I, and uh, that's how it started, and it's okay. Now it's not a bigger fest. It's now a family-friendly fun time for everyone. So if you want to show up, I'd say do it. Call the Panavista Vista Lodge today, and that way you can set up a, a time. Amy, you can rent a cabin. You can bring your RV up there or your camper. You can primitive it if you want to around the corner. Got some nice primitive campsites up there. And, of course, if you just want to drive up for the day, that's even easier because it's only an hour north of Tampa. It's not that far, and it's all interstate. It's like jump on 75, boogity, 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 take a right, take a left, take another left, go down three miles, bam, you're there. It's that simple. That simple. Is it not that simple? It's pretty easy. It is pretty easy. I can't remember that exit. I never can remember it. 321. What? Exit 321. 321? Off of I-75. That's what I said. But, uh, yeah. You must it's be talking about road uh, 470. Panfish Challenge. Yeah, okay. Panfish Challenge. It's the sixth annual one. It and says we... Lake Panasofsky on the exit, too. Uh, 
Yeah, but there's also airboat uh, stuff and everything. Was it? Well, there's a, some big airboaty thing up there or whatever. Panda Vista Lodge Panfish Challenge. It's the sixth annual Big and Wild Outdoors Panda Vista Lodge Panfish Challenge. It's happening June 20th at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I've had people at the festival asking me about that. You got to go and you got to call now. Let them know that you're going to be going. And uh, if you're going to be bringing a boat, it's probably a good idea to let them know so that Bill George can be prepared because he's the official <laughs> boat inspector. He's yes. out there checking holes and boats and under seats. rules and, and regulations. He's going to make sure there's no hidden booty underneath anywhere that could be potentially used to rig a fishing tournament or anything like that. So um, just try, bring the kids. Bring the kids. Bring the family. If you got some extra kids at church or at Sunday school or at your kids' school that want to go, if you could take on that responsibility and everything, bring them. Bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. Because it all goes to a good thing. It goes to a good cause. Everyday blessings and the FFA alumni kids up there, it's all good. It's all for you. And we get nothing out of it except being up there and having a good time and watching kids fish. Yes. It's actually, it's so cool. And uh, you need to bring the kids because I see more and more professionals thinking they're going to come out there and win this thing and they get skunked. (laughs) I love seeing those uh, people that come out. I mean, they have all the fancy boats and everything, matching T-shirts and everything, and they get they get schooled by somebody in a john boat and a little kicker engine. Flip flops and Grandpa and his shorts. kids. Grandpa and his grandkids. Out well, there y'all were talking them. about the crappie stuff. I remember, what was it, two or three guys showed up last year. Crappie aren't panfish. They, well, but yeah, I'm saying that you're, we're talking about the crappie fishermen, and there was two or three guys I know last year that showed up with those crappie light rigs where they've had the, the multiple pole holders yeah. and everything else. And I, I'm laughing. I'm like, dude. Good luck. Just, Get a couple cane poles. You'll be all right. Heck, it took us uh, five years before we even recognized warmouths. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Th- I mean, they didn't really count. Tragic. I mean, they didn't count in the uh, way in the way in big fishy thing. Did we allow it last year? I yeah. can't remember. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we allowed warmouths. So it took five years before we actually even did that. So. Why I'll never know because they were getting more prevalent and they're delicious and no, that's what I'm saying. Why I never know is why they shouldn't have been. You know, to me, a warmouth has always been a panfish because they technically can get big quicker than quicker. Yeah, quicker than let's say uh, <laughs> than your standard bluegill or pumpkin seed or whatever it is. So For somebody who makes a lot of fun of me and my words, uh, that one's up there. Yeah, but that one actually sounded good. Quicker. The Braden Dictionary. That's a good one. Quicklier. <laughs> that one actually should be added, don't you think? Quicklier? Well, and the one thing I always loved about Warmouse, we had a couple of little ponds, uh, wood ponds that were natural water holes mm-hmm. in the up north in Mariana. And for some reason, I don't know if it was because of their aggressiveness or what, but the Warmouse just dominated them. And I loved them because no matter what time of the year it was, you went out there if you dropped a worm or hot dog or anything in there, they're going to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. And they're delicious. That's, you yeah, know, and that's my, the other good thing about them. Well, and that's the other good thing about this tournament, too, is you never go away empty-handed, no matter what. As long as you caught fish, you got a trophy. Because, basically, uh, you got, uh, 
however many you want to keep to go take home and put no, it in the grease. I just thought of a new T-shirt. It's idea. all good. It's not a catch and release. <laughs> my, it's a my catch brother, and keep. I remember when they came up with a fairly large boat and went, they went out. Yeah, they they as he called it limited out. They got their five fish. <laughs> he was too busy digging new canals out there where that boat is. <laughs> He's chopping chopping new trails through the grass. He was dredging pretty good. What was it? A twenty something foot uh what is that it, thing? That was, was a big. that was a big old boat. <laughs> big old no, boat. the funny part about that was us sitting there. We were of course Glenn was fishing in there. Glenn was running around doing his thing. Bill was checking boats and all that, and me and you were kinda left to man the the post it's amazing a, how quickly i get abandoned at the panfish challenge I, i'm done abandoning you no because as soon as the food starts being uh, pachoo, you're gone uh, okay so then it's just are me you complaining and, me and megan bales and toby benoit are it's, you complaining because no. usually i don't leave till like nine or so well i don't even really leave we i'm just, not going to complain about hanging out with megan bales well i'm not even saying that but so, it's like normally and normally i'm usually going over there and getting you a plate of breakfast casserole before it's all gone. Which so. brings me back to the original reason why I brought this hole up in the very first place. You weren't in the room. Oh, goody. And I brought this up because are you planning on doing your elky, what do you call that thing? Super fabulous, super fragilistic uh, omelet. Uh, we'll, we'll lasagna. What is wait. it called? We'll just have to wait and see. What's it called? My uh, Is there a name for it? My hunting can't surprise. Is that, is that what? That's it? That's all you got? You got to come up with something better than that. Okay, there you go. New I heard show, show contest. Name the breakfast casserole. <laughs> no, because then they'll have some that we can't say on the radio. Yeah, exactly. Because if I remember correctly, it was like almost a month ago when we started talking about the panfish. She went, "Hey, yeah, I'll have to break out some elk meat and make a blankety blank blank blank." Mm -hmm. That's that's. And what now it I'm is. getting now I'm getting the him and hawn. It's the hunt camp casserole. No, it ain't no him and hawn. I checked my stores the other day of just how much meat I have left, so I'm preparing. You're on your own hunt camp. Go shoot it, something, dang listen, it, real quick. Yeah. I, why do you need elk, to go to a store have, to buy meat? I don't have to go to the store and buy meat. <laughs> don't you it's dare. elk you meat. You just said you checked the store. All right, I, we're gonna take a break. Storage. <laughs> Excuse we, me. And when we come back, went by Win Dixie and they got it right there. Professor George. We come back. We'll talk more about the recipe I would like you to maybe try this year. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Love them, love them, love them. What and are we then, watching? The Wedding Singer? G5 Feeding Outdoors. We'll be back. What? Oh, yeah, that's a great time. I didn't pick this one. This is all Diego. This is there all him. Go. Because according to my according to my calculations and according to my notes here, the song that we were supposed to get on the way back in was uh, Sanctuary by the Cult. That's, that's all I know. And then hey. somehow or another, we ended up with the... Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. And he's giving me, what's up with this 80s? So he goes back to the 70s well, and pulls this out. I, I didn't pick this, by the way. But... You I listened to what you like, sent me. He up, just clicked right? play. It just, it just shows up. Is I that? feel like I want to play something else. What? <laughs> he just clicked play. What was wrong with the? Don't you like the cult? 
I don't He's know. a yeah, rebel. Yeah. I gave the Smiths how soon? Or no, no, no. Yeah, how soon now? Well, if you're going to start the whole well, 80s and all that, I mean, can we get some, uh, you know, some clear water going on in this place? Clear or, water? Revival? Uh, yeah. Credence? Yeah. Oh, let's. that's not 80s. Let's go back to the 70s, ladies well, and I'm just gentlemen. saying, if we're going, like, let's play the, the cult greatest sanctuary. Hit, the greatest hits from back in the day. Let's play some really good ones. Okay, then you want to go with some Jefferson Airplane a little bit later on. Whatever, <laughs> we'll go back. We'll go back even to. We're a diverse show. It has to have George's it. generation there. <laughs> Next thing you know, we'll be swinging it around with uh, Bobby Benton and, uh, and Frank Sinatra. What is that? Oh, is what you're looking for, Jonathan? Yeah, that one ain't the, Leonard Skinner, man. One of the best bands ever. Yeah. Which they will be at the festival tomorrow night. That's Leonard right. Skinner. Leonard well, it's what well, used to be Leonard Skinner. Yes. We'll, we'll be there. Yeah, that's right. They'll be there. It'll be good times had by all. I had that question asked me yesterday at the information booth. Oh, wait a minute. Hey. When you said you were at the information booth, you were actually answering questions at yes. the information booth? I worked booth? with my wife at the information booth yesterday. No, at the festival. no way. For four hours. In, did anybody... We know, go and get information and get the wrong information. That'd be a negative, sir. You, you don't think you gave out any wrong information? Nope. No? No, I've only been, I'm What like, were the questions that you get at the information booth at the Strawberry Festival? You, Where are the chickens? Oh, uh, no, no you know line. what? Okay. Where's the chickens? Here, here you go. I will give you two one guess of the most asked question that I got yesterday with my wife. Cake or biscuit? Where nope. is St. Clemens? Nope. Where is the ladies' restroom without a long line? <laughs> you only get one guess, not two guesses. I already guessed. Cake <laughs> or biscuit? Nope. Well, you neither only one. get that's my one ne- guess. He ne- got one. Neither one. The the one that I got the most that my dad I had my dad and mom cracking up last night when I saw them at the youth beef breed show was where is the beer and spirits at on the grounds and <laughs> are there any even there i don't even know if there are any is there no uh, but i did say to one guy he go he walked up to the booth and he asked me that he goes he said so where's the beer and the beer and liquor at around this place i said well uh, there's probably some out in some of these pickup trucks parked around this place i said but there's no no festival grounds I know that for a fact. Trust me, 30 years of going out with Tom Rivers, you know there's no beer. <laughs> because if there was, he'd have found it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I can't picture you that. Anyway, before the break, we were I'm trying to convince you to try this. I found this version. Of course, this is on uh, Realtree. Realtree usually has some really good. <laughs> Perfect toss. What is this? It's a T-shirt. What kind of T-shirt? Oh, okay, cool. My my mama has got to learn how to use her cricket. Oh, is that what it is? So she oh, made, God, yours has got a cricket, too. My mama got I a cricket. I don't think I have a cricket. My wife has one, so I know exactly what she That is so funny. So Thank you for the shirt. So my mom taking the time to make us some nice shirts so that if we go out someplace, we can all wear. She matches. doesn't know us very well, because if she did, she wouldn't have put us in white T-shirts. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna get hit at any restaurant well, i go to or listen, uh you know whatever she's It'd be a hoping, nice undershite she's trying to help you out maybe you'll get a barbecue stain on the white t-shirt a, trust me i can do that <laughs> in one day but speaking of barbecue this one right here jonathan i wanted to bring this and put it in front of your peepers because i know you're quite the chef when it comes to putting things together 
This is a venison taco spaghetti bake. You have my attention at the venison taco. Now, I want you to take a gander oh, at that picture. Oh, hey, now we're talking. Does that not look delicious and like something that you should have at breakfast uh, for the Panfish Challenge, perhaps? Mm. I could even make that healthy, do a little zucchini. Whoa, and whoa, 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 <laughs> What is wrong with you, man? Whoa. Cheese, venison, uh, pasta. What? It's probably I'm, bacon I've got involved. to be healthy Listen, now, so. No, who no, no. does? That's you. Make you your own version. You don't have to force your ways upon everybody else. That's right, okay. vegan. I'll make one. Whoa. whoa. If you would like <laughs> a, pe- off, a side of squash or zucchini, no, the noodles. make it as a side item. The noodles. Have you ever had the no- the zucchini and squash noodles? Have you ever had them? Honestly, uh, I like zucchini. I don't squash. know that I have. Have you had ever them. had? If I will, so our next that good. I'm glad to know. Have that. you ever had low fat cream cheese? No. Okay. Why would you have low fat cream? cheese? Well, actually, I won't have low fat cream cheese. Do they make a low fat cream? Yes, cheese? I don't one even know third I... the fat. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. yeah. Without fat, you die. Hey, here's the ingredients. You ready? This is true. This is only one thing I want you to leave out. Okay. <laughs> you need uh, 16 ounces of spaghetti, uncooked, one and a half pounds of ground venison, or whatever you decide. Yes. Elk would be probably a good suggestion. Axis steer. Oh, that would be awesome. Do you have any left? Do you have any left at all? I don't think so. I don't. We may, have to, get, may, we may have to go get some fresh access. Uh, half a yellow onion. Now, of course, obviously, this must be for a small portion. Uh, one clove of garlic. Yeah, exactly. It is very small. One envelope of taco seasoning, verboten. You need to bring your own, do your own thing with that. Uh, of course, cumin, cayenne pepper, yes. Uh, water, but leave out the black beans rinsed and drained. Okay, I don't need, I don't need any of that. Black we don't need beans, any foghorns so. going off after uh, breakfast. Is that what you're trying to I say? Just, uh, I just, I don't see where that's involved in spaghetti in any way. Now, if it was whoa, whoa, whoa. rice, it's yellow rice, it's, it's a spaghetti. It's taco. It's a, it's a span. Yeah, it's yeah, but says. you don't put black beans on uh, it's tacos. A span, it's a Spanish influenced oh, yeah. dish, so of course you're going to have black beans. Uh, the, uh, of course, chopped up tomatoes with uh, the green chilies. Oh, you got to have a rotel. And then three cups of uh, shredded Mexican cheese, blended, divided, and one cup of salsa mixed together. But, uh, yeah, that looks tremendously delicious. Just like that. Before, after. Does that not look good? And really after. And knowing you, doing that, that's your magic right there with the cheesy thing, and then you bake it like that. Yes. I am so looking forward to the panfish challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and what are you, like, I feel like I'm a pretty decent cook, but for God's sakes, you've got somebody in your family that's a... A chef? You know, a five-star chef, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his thing, man. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Then it gets all... They start using, like, French words and things that I have no idea what they're talking about. Julian. <laughs> we Julian the <laughs> potatoes. He's like, oh, you know what you should do? You should messy tall that or whatever. I'm like, I don't, what, what are you talking you about? You just dude? do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'll what? eat it. You show up, you make the dinner, and I'll eat it, and it'll all be There we good. go. Well, you know, do you have any heavy cream in here? Look, dude, do you need me to run up to the farm store? Like sour cream. <laughs> Can't you just add butter and milk? Let's just do this. Whole milk. That's about as heavy as the cream gets around here. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by uh, our good friends over at Rotel. And uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors is also brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoor. We'll be back.
waiting on you, Bill George. I'm here. I can't, can't, oh, let's go. can't name this tune, can you? Let's go. Let's go. It's the Ramones, man. Blitzkrieg. Uh. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, and Bill George to the studio. And, of course, uh, Diego See, over there. Now he's just oh gone, I have gone well, hog wild on the music like selection. Jonathan. The That's Ramones, the Blitz Creep Bop. Point right now. Blitz Creep Bop. While Jonathan and I were out doing things in life, you sat in front of a radio. That's all you I'm did. I'm sorry. What business have I been in since I was six years old? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. You know, and if you're in a, mo- a building with multiple radio stations all your life, it's pretty much uh, it's like through osmosis. You're immersed. Okay. In you, the... you can't help but uh, learn these things. Well, and I turned around. I had to go over and give Diego... A recipe that we really, really enjoy around our place. Oh, I got your mouth watering with the uh, taco uh, hoochie yes, jigger thing yes. in my hopper. This is it's called Puerto Rican pig powder, and yeah, you can get it. Uh, I do believe it's in. Better the, be careful. You might have the the uh, recipes in the, DEA showing up for you there. The, the uh, barbecue Bible or whatever book of recipes, but Puerto Rican pig powder it has cumin in it, white pepper, regular peppers. Coarse salt, you know, but that's other, it. No parsley. Few other parsley. Few, yes, parsley doesn't add that much. Well, listen, you try this thing, you'll love it. No, little citric, little. <clears throat> I'm waiting for the venison taco spaghetti bake. I got it then. I got. Should some... I forward this to you somehow, some way, so that you can get it? Sure. Okay. I I have uh, been. Uh, Let's just say I'm I'm ready. I got to start making some stuff for turkey camp, and so no, we're, we're ready. I, hey, I'm telling you right now. After the comment you made in the last segment, the next uh, show meeting we have at the house that yeah. I cook for, um, you're going to get indoctrinated to the uh, zucchini and squash noodles, and I'm going to show you a little something. There you go. You'll be ready. I'm telling you, dude. I'm just. I'm telling you. So I'm, I don't have a problem with. You can. You look at me and tell. I know I'm not the pickiest eater no, in the world. Obviously, by looking at me, but a zucchini know. noodle. I don't mind corn chips of different colors. I, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> what? Black bean chips versus this. Chi- I'm okay with all that. Blue mm. corn chips. But if I'm going to eat certain things, I don't need them to be made healthy. I'm okay with it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's not about the health part of it. I think it's about hey, the flavor. I'm trying part to of look it. out for my showmates. Okay, listen, is that what you're doing? You're forcing your lifestyle on a no, I'm people? not forcing my lifestyle. You know what? On I'm gonna wear the slither belt whether you like it or not. I don't care. <laughs> hey, uh, Bill yep. George, I got to ask you. The new, you know, the new report came out. If you guys are gonna be prepared out there at Green Swamp West in the jungle out there in your tent, because now. The new numbers have come out about the monkeys. The monkeys? There's a new story about the monkeys. Yeah, the Silver Springs, uh, you know, STD-carrying monkeys. There's new reports now that they are literally almost from here to Jacksonville. Really? Yes. Which I'm going to think probably encompasses, uh, you know, your jungle area out there where you guys are going to be well, staying. If we see one, they may not make it back to the tribe. Into the pot it goes. 
Hey, Mountain Men Stew. This week, you know, we we haven't talked hey, about FWC, the CWC. I've got something for you. To- we haven't <laughs> talked about the uh, the CWD meeting I went to the other day yet. Speaking but, of uh, invasive species and uh, spreading of disease, I did sure. go to an alligator meeting also this last week, and I actually came back with five pounds of iguana meat. You know, Carlos and I have talked about going down there and hunting iguanas and poor man's alligator. Iguanas. Iguanas. Uh huh. Iguanas. Iguanas. <laughs> Iguana. They make a lot of iguana. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what are you going to do with it? I'm going to I'm going to turn around and see about trying to make a bunch of uh, Zatarans and no grease. tacos. I was going to turn around and kind of like make taco meat out of well, it. Well, make it up and. Then you won't be able to taste it. You got to at least take like one shank or something and fry it so that you get the actual taste of it. Would you like to try? Experience? You want to have your brother try and come up with some recipes? He'll turn it into some French, uh, you know, whatever thing. You won't be able to taste it. It'll all be about the sauce. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like think of New Orleans, man. I mean, every time you go there, it's got some sauce all over it that's the greatest thing you ever tasted. They don't. They have their own chefs. They're called sauciers. Maybe I'll have to have him come out to Turkey Camp and see what he can do in a primitive camp. Five pounds. Five pounds ain't going to go very far. So I guess you probably oh, have whoa, to do whoa, it. Whoa. In a you know, you're talking about the guy last year that I, when I walked over to his cabin at the Panfish Challenge, I'm like, there's a walk. There's all kinds of different cook fryers and everything else. I'm like, yeah, my brother is the only guy who comes out and roughs it and brings half the culinary world with him. To be able to, you know what, I'll bring a walk in, I'll bring a, a this and a that, and we'll do these fish this way, and then we'll do them this way, and then we'll do them that way, and we'll try them that way. I'm like, what's wrong with putting them on a stick over a fire, Bart? Well, if you want to be primitive. It works. We, <laughs> my wife and I had dinner with somebody last night, and they talked about, they they just moved into a house. We went and saw it. Very nice. But uh, they had come out of a 900-square-foot condo. And I looked at him. I said, "Do you realize that Turkey Camp, our under awning space, <laughs> the last couple of years has been a thousand square feet, it's bigger than your whole house, buddy? <laughs> That's how we roll. Yeah, except we don't have a shower or that, a bathroom. That, we do. Yeah, they do. We have a shower. Are you? Were well, you going to do, uh, Carlos? I know, said jokingly, but are you going to have a dishwasher this year? No. Oh okay. no." Sink and running water, running hot and cold water, yes. Well, that's all you need, basically. But not, not a dishwasher. And a big old thing of I dog. was going to ask you, do y'all have a hot water heater out there? One of the instants. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about oh, the, yeah. uh, what are you going to do to uh, combat the coronavirus now that two or more have gathered together in one location? Oh, mother of God. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to have enough sanitary stuff for you so in <laughs> case you guys don't get the turkey flu or something? Well, I look at it this way. We are voluntarily um, quarantining ourselves away from society out in the woods. <laughs> and On purpose. I'm right behind <laughs> you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think we'll be all right. Well, I, I wanted to bring this up uh, before we got too crazy about talking anything else, but I don't know if you saw the story this past week, but the uh, great and glorious state of California continues to make history. And for the first time in recorded history... Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill past Wednesday making it illegal to trap animals or sell their fur Yeah, in the great state of California. I'm real, real sorry for all my friends out there that have 
archery shops and stuff. The Wildlife Protection Act of uh, 2019 finally got passed. Puts an end to the trapping in the state of California. Historically, fur trapping played a significant role in the uh, knocking down the numbers of wolves, wolverines, and sea otters, fishers, martens, beavers, and other fur-bearing species in California. The bill... Because individual trappers concentrate their operations in limited geological areas, they can locally deplete populations of species they target, impairing the ecological functioning of the area, diminishing opportunities for wildlife watching in these areas. But yet we can let coyotes pretty much run rampant through the whole state. Well, Kind of like here. I understand that, uh, I understand the... The thought process behind it, thinking that, you know, if they keep trapping all the beavers out of there, there'll be no more beavers. But don't they have, like, limits on those things? Don't they have certain things where you can only take a certain amount of? I would think if that in California they would. to put a limit in, there usually is a limit. That's what I'm saying. And and before you go jumping off the bridge, you know. No, uh, no, no. It's I'm not sure about reality. What gets put in legislation and rules and discussed by legislators don't have to do anything with reality what? they just say it's because of this what, what okay but, but yeah well do, are I'm, you aware that fwc may have to reevaluate the trapping rules and regulations in florida here and make it more a, no due to a lawsuit they're being sued because they allow the use of snares Wait a minute. First, it was the leg traps. You couldn't use those anymore unless it was certain species. But now, all of a sudden, you can't use a snare anymore they, either? There is a lawsuit suing them over their allowing it to have the use of snares because a bear has gotten snared, a panther has gotten snared. Um, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow a gopher turtle managed to get in a snare. <laughs> that took a long time. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, over the whole thing, or well, I mean, to kill it. I mean, what's it? Yeah, it, it it didn't make it, but some people question whether or not it got in there, or whether or not somebody intentionally put it in there to make it look bad upon the fact of using the snare. Hey, yeah, because the whole thing there that's driving me crazy is it's like you don't set snares down that low. For a turtle to crawl in. Well, maybe these were flying turtles. Or they might have been for rabbits or something, and the thing got into it and got her done. But but so they're they're facing a lawsuit against them from whom? Should I ask? Is it a private individual yes, or is a it private from, individual? Okay, is shocker. This, is this private individual the same guy that spearheaded the anti-bear no, hunting? This is this is a lady who who is very much anti-bear hunting, but you know it may have some. Uh, Interesting consequences as they go forward. And, and of course, we need to allow trapping here in the state. We have to be able to control some stuff. And so some stuff that we currently have allowed may end up being restricted. And the things that maybe are restricted right now may come back into play. Well, I have a, a friend. Welcome. I have a friend, uh, a co-worker who has a bobcat problem. I'll tell you what he's trying to do for that solution when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right here. It's going to get good.
Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, and Diego in the studio today. Beautiful day. Listen. It's going to be a nice, beautiful day. Of course, it's going to be extremely windy. Braden's so bad again because he still be out, didn't get a song. If you're going to be out fishing, uh, find a cubby hole somewhere. I know there's a lot of tournaments no. going on this weekend. Guys going all over the place. Getting the mangroves. If I, was fishing, if I was fishing, I would turn around and I would uh, probably find some bridge somewhere. And I would take a long rope. I would go up to it, jump off on the bridge, tie the boat off, push the boat way far away, and fish off the pylons. Uh, okay. Because then I don't have to be rocked, wind, nothing. I'm just sitting there fishing. And I thought you were going to be a smart A and just say, I'd tie the boat off, go up, get up on the bridge, and then walk to Publix and buy a couple of pounds of fillets, jump back in the boat, go home. No. It's- <laughs> No. <laughs> That's when you were gonna it's go not the same. It's not the same. But. Well, uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the rules. Uh, California, their great and illustrious uh, dictator, otherwise known as their governor, decided that uh, trapping is going to be illegal now in the state of California. So good luck with that. And then, of course, Bill George informed us that that may be coming soon to the sunshine state of Florida as well. I don't know a lot of people who still trap the old school way i know everybody kind of went to the snare type dealio and uh to make it a lot easier uh, because everybody and their brother sells live traps now yeah but it doesn't make it snares don't make it easier but it is what is legal and required yeah in in the state of florida right now in the state of florida currently unless you get some special permits you can't use the leg hold traps even the ones that are just the ones with the rubber on that hold the leg um, there's things that we cannot do in the state of florida currently and we can use a snare and so snares are what people use but well that one i i know that uh there's a lawsuit happening so <clears throat> they're going to be taking a hard look at it but uh, i mentioned that uh, a gentleman that i work with is having a uh, bobcat problem in his uh, neighborhood he has some livestock out there, and uh, it's slowly which the season's disappearing. Out, by the way. Yeah, it's disappearing. What do you mean the season's out? Bobcat season ended March first. March first. I know it was in March. You know, sometime in March. But, but there is an exception to that. You sure it's not March thirty first? It is. Hold, please. Either way, there is an exception to the rule. No, if continue. It is, I'll look it up. If it is actually. Uh, Killing wildlife and all these other kind of things like that because we had an individual. Oh yeah, if you're chicken coop and everything else. We had an individual who popped a uh, very large, I mean, male uh, bobcat uh, out of the season. Was worried about the FWC and they were like, you know, he's killing pigs and he's killing chickens and everything else like that. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But so his idea was to buy a big box trap or a have a hard trap. And put a bunch of, uh, of course, he said, uh, you know, he was going to use some sardines, you know, open the can, put it in there, you know, bada boom, bada bing. Fish. Oh, wait, yeah, you got me. Fish. I March got them, 31st. I got them mixed up. The otter was March 1st. March 31st is the bobcat. There you go. Which it used to go out March 1st, and about five years ago, they extended it out. Oh, that's that was nice. Because that's, I remember the bobcat I killed a couple years ago. That was during turkey season. So you're right. I, uh, of course, I mentioned uh, why you spent all the money on a box trap and everything else like that when you live out in the country and you're out there in the boonies, you know, a nice little uh, 22 in the proper placement would probably do wonders to keep the cat away. Well, but you are talking about a bobcat. They are, I mean, they're pretty hard to kill. 
What do you mean? I don't know. A turkey load flattens them uh, up pretty how are good. They hard to kill. I mean, they're very whoa, whoa, elusive. Whoa, whoa. They're elusive. They're armadillo-like. Oh, they're they're God, elusive. Here we go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I got a report back. I said, you know, cats and curiosity, <clears throat> an open cage. They're not stupid. You know, they 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 kind of look at things. And bobcats are like coyotes. If it doesn't look right, chances are, they don't go no, near. I'm good. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you know, that looks pretty nice, and I'm starving, but eh, some just doesn't look right here. So I said, if you cover it with brush and make it like a tunnel where you can see through both ends of it, chances are you'll have a better shot or a better opportunity of doing that. Well, he covered it up and uh, put some brush over the top of it, kind of made it like a little cubbyhole type thing, and has been very successful in catching every feral cat in the neighborhood I think he's up to number uh, fifteen or sixteen, do you, and it's do you not the same cat really over and over. Had a bobcat issue, or did he have a feral cat issue? Which is what I asked him, and he said, "No, it's not feral cats because they're not big enough to take down the type of critters that are disappearing and uh, being carted off, squealing off into the bushes." So, are you sure? Is it sure you don't have a panther? Uh, no, he said he saw it a couple times, and it is a uh, uh, very large bobcat. So. Okay. Um, I said, good luck. Yeah, I told you, I said, if you're going to use sardines and tuna, you're going to catch a million cats before you even remotely have an opportunity of catching a bobcat in that thing. Yeah. I said, your best bet is to, you know where it's coming in. They get very, um, uh, what would be the proper word? They, um, let's just say scheduled. They have a schedule. That's Man. how uh, the individual who killed the one on his property, it would come in almost at a certain time every day. Or every other day when it started getting hungry. The first two or three times, go out on the back porch. Yeah, get out. Yo, yeah. Of course, pew, it takes off. The fifth time, yeah. Oh, yeah kind of looks at you like, mm, maybe, I, okay, yeah, I'll leave. And then by the eighth time, yeah, whatever. And then continues to walk on. And that's when the turkey load came out and put an end to his prowling days. But um, I, I mentioned to him that. I tried to be nice. You tried to be nice. You've done everything. I said, what are you doing with all these feral cats that you're catching? Well, I just turn them loose. Yeah, that helps. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Don't tell Toby Benoit that. <laughs> you're just turning them back loose again? Yeah, just, you know, they're scared. They take off. They run off. He goes, I've never caught the same one twice. I go, well, that should tell you something. <laughs> Population control, is that what you're trying to yeah, 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 I call Hillsborough County. I mean, hey, I got this cat trapped out here. You know, it may have a chip. It may not have a chip. But you know what? Get it out of here and get it out of the system. Whether they, uh, you know, you know, they neuter it, you, spade it, whatever could, they do. Could you and, imagine that being the guy that just shows up at the animal shelter or whatever and, hey, come out here for a second. You got that a big dog carrier or something in the back, and they're like, what do you got? Uh, about 15 feral cats that I've trapped in my backyard. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got huh? to do, you you do what you got to do. But if you, if you actually go and you research, which I told him to do, I said, go look, and they'll tell you that almost 99% of the traps that they use uh, is a lethal-type trap. Mm-hmm. Because if it's going to be in there uh, – they're smart enough to figure out things to get it out of there. It's either got to be legal, lethal or it has to be some hold where you come out and dispatch it in the proper manner uh, and do it that way. There's no such thing as – I would not want to be the guy who goes, okay, I got this bobcat in a cage. 
How are you going to get it out of there? What are you thinking of doing with it? That's what I asked him. I said, what are you going to do with that thing? You know how those things set? You know how they are? You got to put your fingers and your hands and your faces down there. How do you know that cat's not in there so mad that he's going to attack the first thing that he sees? Uh, what was he going to do? Take his problem somewhere else and dump him on somebody else? He was going to, you know, call the FWC and see what they're going to do with it. Uh, <laughs> a relocation. And even then, what officer wants to go in there and go, okay, Jacob, here's what you do. I'm going to hold this in. You lift up the gate and let's just Somebody get the rookie out here. That it goes that way. I mean, uh, you know, chances are that thing's going to turn into, uh, you know, the Tasmanian Let, devil uh, right there. Let, let's out. just say <laughs> that the uh, the raccoon problem that I had at the ranch when I was catching them in those kind of traps, I didn't have that problem getting them out of the trap. I said, out of the 20 or so cats that you got out of there, how many of them, when you walked up to uh, while they were in the cage, looked at you and went, oh, hi, thank you that you're so here. How, how nice of you. Could you pet me for a few minutes and let me go? How many of them did that, or did they back up in the corner and go, <laughs> ready to rip your face off if you put your hand anywhere near it? Come on, open yeah, the door. Were, open the door. Yeah, they were all pretty mad. Well, let's just go ahead and add about 40 pounds to that. And uh, then no, say, add 40 pounds to that to an animal that's, a, that's a killing machine. That's a good idea. I said, go do yourself a favor. Go to the Big and Wild Outdoors Facebook page. And go look what a lynx can do to a full-size elk, and then you tell me that you want to be the guy that lets it out of the cage. No, no, no. Just get somebody to video it. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah. read my mind. America's Funniest Home Videos. We'd love to yeah. show you this video, but we can't because it's too graphic. You ain't winning 10 grand on that one, my friend. So I just, you know, I told him, uh, I know that you're trying to be the nice guy and the less than, less than lethal Type situation, but in a situation like this. make sure what the rules are trying to drive that thing somewhere else and letting it go. I yeah. don't think he's going to do that. I think he was going to call, say, I got one in a trap, you know, come do what you got to do. Which I don't know what the FWC's policy is on that or what they would They're do. They're going to open the trap and let them go. <laughs> Probably right there. You want us to move this to somewhere else and then let it go? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there has I, had to do it. I will with. repeat my statement earlier. March 31st is the end of Bobcat season. I said, did you stake that thing to the ground? What yeah. Do you, what do you mean? What that's do you mean another good tip. Yes, you did give him a good tip there. He goes, uh, what do you mean stake it to the ground? I go, did you stake it to the ground with some rods or somewhere you can't flip that thing over? Why? What would that do? Well, that opens the door. I mean, I raccoons have gotten lesson. smart on yeah, that. Yeah, I fixed say I learned that lesson. We had a couple of big coons down there, and the we just set the trap. I was setting the traps up and leaving and i had them sitting usually next to the gravity feeders or something like that and we literally dad and me watched on a camera we caught a big big male raccoon and i literally for an hour and 15 minutes watched him roll that trap from here (laughs) to 30 yards over here and until the doors flew until he timed it yeah exactly until he timed it just right to where he could get out and i'm like Okay. Yeah. It Big was on. Hikun will push push that door right out of the way and go, I'm out of here. Yeah, it was on from then. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Cats will be like over in a corner going, I don't know what to do. I just I don't know what to do. I don't. wait, here comes some guy. I don't know him. <laughs> Speaking of trapping, looks like the uh state of Texas, hey Missouri, you might want to listen to this. The uh, state of Texas has finally admitted that they are losing the fight against the feral hog. They are losing the fight. And if 
anybody can tell you that it ain't going too well. I mean, I don't know how many other ways you can kill a pig in Texas, but like a thousand different ways. That just goes to prove that you shouldn't be out there hunting them and that you should just let the government take care of it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Send it in the National Guard? Is that is that what you think? Anyway, the uh, more hunters are wanted. At least Texas is saying, hey, look, we need more of you people out here killing these things. You know? At least they're not going in there going, maybe if we get helicopters and we get guys from the USDA, we give them shotguns. There's another one you can read at the break. And, uh, oh, what are they? Okay, we'll do that when we come back. Yeah. Are they are they listening to people? Are they getting compliant? Ozark. Oh, that looks like it's good news. Yeah. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right here. We can go.